The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. The show today brought to you by MyBookie. This weekend, YouTube star-turned-boxer Jake Paul returns to the ring to face Nate Diaz. Despite suffering his first loss against Tommy Fury, the problem child enters as the heavy favorite once again at MyBookie. Whether you're backing Paul or Diaz, get the boys together, get the beers on ice, because nothing beats the thrill of betting with my good friends at MyBookie. Now, uh, I'm going to give you a chance here to not only bet this fight, but bet anything this weekend with house money. Go to mybookie.ag, use my promo code KevinDC to claim a deposit welcome bonus. You must use my promo code KevinDC on your first deposit to claim that bonus. If you're still asking yourself why you should choose MyBookie over lots of competition, it's simple. They really do give you the best bang for your buck, period. And it's it's not just some of the promos and some of the welcome bonuses and first deposit bonuses. I promise you, MyBookie's lines are tight, their numbers are sharp, and you're not paying a huge vig at MyBookie. Welcome to my bookie, where every punch has the potential to be a game changer and every round holds a chance for you to win big. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. So I mentioned yesterday that I am in Vegas uh, and I am recording this uh, before I leave for Vegas on Thursday morning. Going to be there for a couple of days and then I am off to see Cooley for a few days. But I did sit down in studio here with my friend Stanford Steve from the Scott Van Pelt Show. Uh, Stanford Steve is a huge college football guy. Many of you know that at ESPN. Uh, a huge gambling guy at ESPN. Um, but he is so plugged in to the NFL and plugged in to our football team. So we sat here uh, on Wednesday uh, and recorded about an hour of a conversation slash interview. Uh, part of it was, most of it was me asking him questions, but he asked me some questions as well. Uh, we always, uh, enjoy doing this and he, he's very generous with his time when he does this. So I split this into two parts. You're going to hear my conversation with Stanford Steve now on college football on 
the Pac-12 fall, falling apart, you know, more conference reshuffling, but really mostly about football in the upcoming season, which starts three uh, three weeks from Saturday uh, is week zero, and then a month from Saturday is Labor Day weekend and the actual first full week of college football. So we'll talk about you know the SEC and the Big Ten. He loves the Pac-12 this year, which will be the last year of the Pac-12 being a real league. Um, but he thinks there are some excellent teams uh, in the Pac-12. He had some thoughts on Maryland uh, this year. So that's today's show. And then tomorrow's show will be all Washington football franchise, Washington commanders, uh, and NFL talk. So with that, uh, here is part one with Stanford Steve. What have you been doing with him being off all this month? Well, he's off. Other others have to find work. So we're uh, we've been diving into a bunch of college football uh, season previews. Obviously, coming along, but it's tough, Kevin, because when we get to we're we're in August. Yeah, let's talk about the stuff on the field. Let's talk about who the new guys are. We're going to see in the sport, and here we are back at what conference are people going to be playing? And so it's. It's kind of tough because you wait all year to get to, you know, whatever you want to call it, talking season. August is built. I mean, teams are starting up practice, and you, you get to see some new, fresh faces. And that's that's the problem is I'm trying to find that stuff, and i got to go through all the conference realignment to find the good stuff. So it's what everybody's talking about, uh, you know, Colorado being that, the Pac-12 with the Apple uh, TV deal now. Um th- I'm sorry. I'd rather talk about the teams that are going to be on the field, right, but, but whatever I, you want, let's I, do it. I, I do want to talk about the, the, the games because we are three weeks away from you know week zero, yeah. um, which includes Navy, Notre Dame, I think USC, San Jose State. I've mm-hmm. already been looking at there that, you go. That, that week zero card. But we're not going to have a Pac-12 anymore, mm-hmm. basically, a year from now. How do you see it playing out? I mean, now that... USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten, for those of you that don't know. That happened a while back. Now Colorado going to the Big 12. There's talk of Washington and Oregon potentially ending up in the Big Ten, some of the Arizona schools moving on. What is the Pac-12 going to look like a year from now? The problem, Kevin, is that it's going to be so fun this year in that conference. You have quarterbacks, you have as as deep of a conference as I can remember, I, I'm I'm trying to rack my brain even before you know Andrew Luck and Oregon went at it those couple years at the beginning of the 2010s, like Pete Carroll, SC, like this is how good the conference, you know Aaron Rodgers at Cal, uh, you know this is this is up there with the talent level of these teams, and when you think about what's happened, it's it's Lincoln Riley going and jump starting uh, USC, Chip Kelly getting back and, and putting UCLA on the map. Uh, Lanning taking over what Cristobal sort of built. I still give him credit for how well he did recruiting the stuff on the field. I thought he could have been better. But then DeBoer at Washington and revitalizing what I still think is is one of the best programs in the conference when you look at what UW has to bring to the table as far as getting players in, being in Seattle, knowing that fan base, and knowing how passionate you are. Can Penix Jr. win a Heisman Trophy? He can. 
I don't. I, I. And this is the problem. The depth of this. Con- and I haven't even mentioned a team that won the conference the last two years, and that's Utah. Yeah. Who's I think probably they got to be the favorite to win it again. And I think they're the best coach team, no doubt, in that league. No. I think he's. I think he's a top five coach in America. I, he ha- he has to be there. And people want to tie in if he was that going to be, be much better. Is you know he would recruit. Just look at what he does year in and year out. Yeah. Uh, but. Penix winning the highs, they can, but here's the issue, is that when you look at these top teams, the top six, they basically all play the, against each other this year. Now, USC is going to be undefeated when they go to South Bend. Uh, I believe the week after Washington comes to SC, uh, UCLA goes to Utah pretty early, but UCLA, I believe, doesn't play Oregon or Washington. That's why I like UC- UCLA this year. Uh, you liked UCLA last year. I did, and yeah. when I it, – it, it's – Chip Kelly went to a national championship yeah. and should have beat Cam Newton with a freshman quarterback. And now he's got another freshman quarterback. He's got a transfer in, and then he's got another kid, Garber, who's been in the program for two years, who previously uh, played at Cal. So I think UCLA is a perfect team. We might see DTR tomorrow night Yeah, in that, uh, in that Hall of Fame yep. game. Yep. Depending on when you're listening to this recording of the podcast. <laughs> um, we do have NFL Thursday. <laughs> I'm sure you're ready. Hall of Fame Was game. Was Jets minus one and a half? Uh, it is one and a half. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, what, however, let's, okay, great. So, the last year of the Pac-12 as currently constructed is going to be a really exciting awesome. year. Awesome. Okay. And then, poof, what, it's going to be gone. Okay, so it won't be a Power 5 conference a no. year from now. Who will be left? Oof. And where will everybody go? I don't. I don't know. I think, in talking to people, that if if the Pac-12 could give, I think the Big Ten thing windows like four years. If Washington and Oregon could get a guarantee from that, from what I've read and heard, I think they'll take that, knowing that they have a three, four year window to get in. There are people uh, that I know in and around Stanford that swear they can be tied to Notre Dame. I don't believe it, but there is there are people that do believe it. So there's a lot of more powerful people than you and I with a microphone in front of us a lot, but there's that essence. But then what is it? It's Cal, Wazoo, Oregon State? That's – Yeah. I mean, that that's it. And, you know, San Diego State with that debacle with the Mountain West, like it, it just – it's not going to be, you know, I think. Well, where does Utah land? Big 12? I would think so. Yeah. Because I saw some whispers now about Arizona. What was it? Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah going yeah. after Colorado right. just did. You know, Colorado and Utah came to the Pac-12 together after they struck out and not getting Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, you think about how close that was. And it's just amazing because now, I mean, as I know geographically where SC and UCLA are. But they're going to be tied into the Big Ten. Like they, as hard as as it is, we're going to be watching a conference game with UCLA and Rutgers uh, sooner <laughs> than you, we think. At least, well, I, I think Maryland's first. Um, I think they play at UCLA and then have USC at home. I think that's the scheduling. Mm-hmm. What does the ACC look like? Because Florida State and Clemson are going to end up in the SEC, don't you think? I guess so. Like it just feels like that. What are they calling themselves? The 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 six schools, right? You know, I just you know Virginia keeps being tied in there, but like Virginia is not no even close. Virginia to what and it's North been. Carolina and even Georgia Tech to me feel more like Big Ten schools. I guess academically, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I I mean that's that's the prowess is 
you know, going back to the Stanford Notre Dame thing, I would think the Big Ten would want that as a priority, but you know, they're going to want to stay in an even number. And now, if North Carolina goes by themselves to the Big Ten, like I, I just well, can't. Mar- Maryland did. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but but North Carolina is the. No, they have the rival of the Rutgers. ACC, huh? They got the rival. Rutgers. No, I mean I've always, I mean Scott and I have always talked about this, which is uh, we just wish somebody had come Correct. with us. Correct. Like it would have been great had because at the time, remember, Carolina was a possibility. Yeah. Um, and if they had come, Virginia had come, Georgia Tech, it would have been these last now, believe it or not, nine years or whatever it's been, would have felt a little bit different. Um, but whatever, I'm used to the Big Ten now to a certain degree. I just don't want to see Syracuse and Pitt move to the Big Ten. As I don't see that. What about I, Pitt is a possibility, don't mm-hmm. you think? Could be. Yeah. All right, let's talk some football. All right. Uh, I asked my producer on radio this morning um in the sec mm-hmm. georgia or the field i'm gonna say the field okay is it because solely lsu or no bama okay. i I, re- I really like bama uh, i know plenty has been made about the hiring of tommy reese at alabama but when you talk to people around that sabins i i feel like really wants to go back to shortening games and how does he do that you run the football you look at what Tommy Reese did at Notre Dame with a below-average quarterback last year in Christ. He's got three guys that he could pick from. I could totally see them doing a package deal with the three guys. I think, talking to people down there, Simpson's going to be the guy. And everybody's, well, why did they go get Buckner if he's not going to be a start? Who doesn't want quarterback depth? In the SEC, are you kidding me? Look at Tennessee, and then look what happened. You know, Hooker goes down, they lose to South Carolina. Milton. And Milton looked great in, in the he bowl did. game. He played really well but in the bowl let, game. Uh, he took that job from him. Yeah. You know? So I look at Bama as they have everything else. They got great offensive line play. They still have guys on defense that, that are, are phenomenal. And I just – I still think – I'm not there with Texas yet. That's week two. Texas goes to Tuscaloosa. I think it's the biggest game of the year. Uh, I, I, I know as records change and teams ascend, all that. But Georgia, they, they got a tricky spot to Auburn. Auburn's the wild card to me. Because, you know, they got Hugh Freeze now there, uh, and he's, you know, I mean, talk about turning over a roster. He's done it. But, you know, you got a new quarterback. And, and, and when I look at Georgia, yes, they've recruited, you know, to the ceiling. But you're still, you still have to overcome some adversity. And there's not a lot when you look at that schedule. But a road game at, at Auburn could still be tricky. I still think it's one of the toughest places to play in the country. Um, so I, I look at a quarterback who has not proven himself. Now, is that the, the game that he comes out and he does prove himself? Sure, that can happen. But I just look at um, the idea of LSU and Bama and then the possibility on Georgia's schedule, road games at Tennessee, road game at Auburn. I think the, 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 we're going to find out a lot when, when that happens. But from a number's sake, I, I would take the field to win the conference. I mean, Georgia just has a, a it's total, the easiest schedule it's I've just, seen. I mean, in SEC play. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't see them losing at Auburn. I don't see them losing at Tennessee. They're, they're non-con schedules: UT Martin, Ball State, UAB, and mm. Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I, I think we can pencil them in to the SEC title game. And then it's whether it's Bama. I mean, that the, the Bama LSU game will be a massive game Monster. this season. 
monster. I like Jaden Daniels and I love Brian Kelly. I just and and I love what they had last year. Last year was overachieving mm-hmm. um, in terms of what they. I, he's the best X's and O's coach they've they've had since Saban because oh. Les Miles and Orgeron. I mean, they almost won national championships despite those guys. Mm-hmm. Kelly's really good. Really good. He's a, he's a he's a CEO. You talk to people down in Baton Rouge, the, the first meeting he had with alums and donors and and parents, like you just talk to people that were there and they're like, we've never had this before. Yeah. We've never had a people person that came in and, and told you what it was going to be like. And uh, he, I, I love the hire. I know everybody still makes fun of, you know, uh, you know his first inklings of, of with the accent and all that, but hey, the, the results on the field. <laughs> that was now we'll say they got to clean some things up. Yeah. You know the loss to Tennessee was embarrassing, yeah. and then as as right and high as they were losing to A and M, that 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 was a bad look. So when I look at LSU, that is a monster of a game against Florida, Florida State, State on that Sunday night. I know, and Florida State's a team. Who I try, I'm, it's, it's really hard because he's I, doing a good job. Norvell has been phenomenal. You go back to the COVID year, Kevin, yeah, yeah. and when he had players calling him out, and his own players calling him out on social media right. to turn that thing around, and then look what he's done. He he goes into the transfer portal to build up for last year and this year, and now he's right back at the top recruiting. Uh, that that's that's where I think we're going to see some evening out of rosters. Is you still have to have a foundation, and that's going to come from recruiting high school kids. You can't rely on the portal and and even JUCO guys year after year. It's got to be a split. And you talk to coaches now; they they know their number of high school guys they want in the program, and, and they know what's available in the portal because the portal's ever changing. Uh, so yeah, LSU, Florida State. Um, and, and then Florida State has to go to Clemson. I think it's week four, uh, which lines up for an awesome day of college football when you look across the country. But I think Florida State has the goods. And like I said, I try not to buy in that. I call it fake momentum. They have their quarterback back. They have their coach back. They won their bowl game. We we love that because it's positive stuff going into this season. And I do love everything about Florida State. Should they have won that game last year? Right. Not, I go back and watch the tape. It was right there for the taking if they just hand the ball off. But I think they have the games in Orlando this time. Uh, LSU, I I will say, they they do get guys back. That Mason Smith got hurt. He could be the best defensive lineman in the country. He got hurt in the first series of that game last year, and LSU didn't have him the rest of the season. So there's a lot to play out. But Florida State still has that Clemson game where if they were to slip up in an out-of-conference game, yes, it's going to get held against them all year. But now you have the ACC with no divisions. If they return to, you know, something happens against Clemson, you have that rematch. And then, you know, you can't worry about whatever happens in other conferences. you got to take care of your business. But I really, really do like Florida State, and they have all the goods. Uh, now now they got to go out and do it, and they got the perfect chance to, to prove everybody uh, again in week one. Yeah, uh, no more divisions in ACC football mm. uh, anymore. Um, all right, so I want to come back to week one in a minute because mm-hmm. I think it's a disappointing week one um, in terms of games. I'm okay. not thrilled. We don't have – you know, what we had last year, we had a couple of big-time Saturday games. Yeah. Really don't. Um, Big Ten, do you give Penn State a chance? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, it, it goes back to, like, you know, you, you asked about Georgia. I need to see the quarterback play. Yeah. Look at how good. Look at how good he was last year for them. I know. That's, that's, like, he was everything. Now, 
I don't think the new guy is going to have the intangibles, but when you look at Ohio State and you look what's on the plate of the quarterback in that system, it's, you know, they got a road game at what, Notre Dame week three? Yeah. Uh, you know, you remember that was a hideous game for oh, the opener last Brutal, yeah. brutal, brutal. So I look at them taking maybe a little bit Ohio State, but they get past that Notre Dame game. I think they're clean sailing until a trip to Wisconsin. Michigan is. Well, they the, had Penn State at home. Penn State at home in yeah. October? In November? October. Okay, it is October. Uh, but going back to Penn State, yeah. again, everything. People want to make fun of the quarterback before. I thought he was. I thought he was. De- I thought Clifford played well. Who? How many teams I, I, in the country would take a ten and two season with a Rose Bowl win? Yeah, you know, I thought they would play better against Michigan last year. That's that's the one where it kind of scared me because they got absolutely manhandled. Yeah. They got a fluke touchdown where the score was closer than it should have been at halftime, and then the second half was nothing. They're in that game against Ohio State at home. Yeah, they were. And they, they the offensive line uh, right tackle went down, and and uh, Ohio State defensive end took over. Uh, that game, but they had the lead in the fourth quarter in that game. I think Penn State could get Michigan at home. I do worry about Aller going on the road to Columbus. Uh, I do worry about Penn State going to Illinois early. That's the game where we're going to find out what they have. But when you look at Penn State, they have talent up and down the board on defense, which is what you want when you go on the road in college football. You need to rely on something, especially when you have a quarterback that hasn't played they have a defense that should be able to keep Ohio State in front of them. Now, that's a lot easier said than done. But also, what does he have behind him? He's got maybe the best running back tandem besides Michigan. Yeah, he does. You know, so the offensive line has improved. I'm not as high on the tackle. Everybody's calling the tackle. Olu, the kid from here, right? He's a good yeah. council kid, I think. Yeah. I don't think he's the best offensive lineman in the country. He's getting that hype. He's had a, He has a chance to prove it, though, this year and knowing what Penn State's going to go against. Uh, but I, I – Talent is, is 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 as close as it's been. Uh, and I thought Bruce Feldman wrote a great article the other day on Michigan and how they don't care about the stars, and Ohio State throws the stars out there. Penn State loves telling you how many stars their recruits got. Michigan has created a culture where they have bought in. Uh, they have depth everywhere. Michigan is the team to beat. Um, the first four games with Harbaugh gone, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a big deal at all. No. Uh, but they are built differently then Ohio State, and then Penn State gets them at home where they could show uh, what they have. But I, I do think it's a three-team race for that one division, which is just uh, insane to me. But, uh, no, no, Penn State has the goods. I, I don't. I need to see Aller uh, in, in, a, in a tough environment, and we'll see that when they go to Champaign. I loved what you said about Illinois because I'm a big Brett Bielema oh, fan. Love Plus, they added, love Jim, they added Jim Leonard, remember? Yeah. Um, after uh, the, the the changes at Wisconsin, I, I th- they lost that bowl game. Remember, after Leach passed away, mm-hmm. and Mississippi State had a lot of their players stay for that game to yeah. play it for Leach, yep. including by the way Emmanuel Forbes, who yep. was the the Skins' first round pick. Um, but I like that team, and I like the way that program is going. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and at least for one more year, they're in a division that is winnable um, versus the one that Maryland's in. Yeah. Um, I like Penn State. I like Singleton a lot. I think he's a star back, mm. and you know we'll see about the quarterback. They always and they well, Penn State always has a receiver that steps up. You're like, who always. is this guy? Yeah, well, and then I he's mean, an NFL player. Yeah, it's like you know, it's Hamler, and then it's Dotson. Yeah. It, it's always somebody. Now, to me, I never, I don't, I don't trust Franklin. I just I've, don't trust I've, Franklin when it comes down to winning a big game in a close game where, you know, game management, clock management, all that matters. Um, 
All right, I'll ask you about the Terps when we come back. Uh, More with Stanford Steve right after these words from a few of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What do you think about Maryland this year? I think it's a chance for uh, Locks to show what he has built. And when you go into practice last year, like you saw, he's like, this guy's in a future player. This guy's – and he like – he just went and got underdeveloped, you know, big kids from Florida to play on the line of scrimmage. Uh, the talent level at the skill position is phenomenal. You talk to every coach in that league or, per, or a person that covers another team, they're wowed by what Maryland has from a skill set. The running back's phenomenal. The tight end never gets talked about because you have tight ends in the same division at Michigan, uh, Ohio State, and Penn State. But he's as good. Put his numbers up against anybody. He's right there. Corey Deitches. Yeah, Yeah. phenomenal. And and Chig, um, whatever his last name is, played pretty well at Tennessee last year as a rookie. Great. Yeah. Great. And then the other tight end, I think, uh, was – was not getting the touches he felt, so he's going to be Bama's tight end this year. Right, uh, Dupree. So I, I Mar- here's the deal with Maryland: you got to win the games you're supposed to win. And now this year, I think there's more of those because when you look at the, they should be anybody they play from the other side of the division. That their their talent level is there. You have a veteran quarterback that is there. Uh, difference makers. You have them across the board, and I think this is a year where you could see Lox's depth and what he's done in recruiting, portal, the whole thing, uh, and keeping Leah. I thought that was a big deal uh, because those things were real, the threats from outside that were coming for him. I think it says about a lot about Locke. Who did he turn down? What was the million and a half from an SEC school that Leah turned uh, down? First off, I don't believe it was a million and a half, but good for Leah saying that it was because okay. I'm sure that helped Let's what he say, got Whatever it was, it was a substantial I offer. would have to think it was a team that uh, has where that he was happened. previously. Oh, so you think it was Bama? I do. I actually was thinking maybe it was Florida, mm. just because they had a they had a need, an yeah. immediate need, with some talent, but yeah. with Richardson gone. Okay. I don't know. Or it could have been Ole Miss. Could have been all of them. Yeah, it could have been all. It of them. It really could. Well, have. N- not at a million and a half. It couldn't have been all no. of them. And it wasn't. <laughs> but I said good, good, good math by him. Um, He's a lot smarter than I am. You know what's funny about him? We're, I was having a conversation with a good friend of mine the other day. I like Leah. I do, and I think he's really good. Like he's gonna he's gonna leave with every single passing everyone in France in in school history. And the game has changed, and you guys have had there NFL are quarterbacks forever. But there are games though where mm-hmm. I'm like, you can't take that hit. Mm-hmm. You can't throw it there. 
I think he's near not nearly decisive enough uh, as a runner mm-hmm. um, because he is a good runner, but he seems to want to he, – he'll hold it forever. And the kid that backs him up, Billy Edwards Jr., um, he is a dynamic runner. Gutsy kid. And I think he can throw it well enough. Like, I, 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 I have not talked to Locks about this. I'll have him on before the, the season starts, and I probably won't even ask him this because he's not going to answer it. <laughs> But Leah coming back is great news. But I think if Leah hadn't come back, they wouldn't have really been that concerned. No, it's just the depth. And we see Liam And the experience. Yeah, 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 no doubt. And he is a difference maker. I would like to be see him be a little bit smarter of a runner. Uh, on, on those third downs, like you're talking about, take the, get out the pocket and, and get the first down, get out of bounds. He doesn't. No. He's not decisive as a runner, and there were so there have been so many opportunities where he can move the chains with his legs, and he hangs in there, hangs in there, and then throws it away, or he'll take a big sack. Mm-hmm. I like him, though. Don't get me wrong. I think he's really good. And when the offense is – you think Stephon Diggs would have taken him while he was in college? <laughs> uh, of, of course. Of course. Um uh, all right. So uh, let me just think about what we haven't talked about. You said Flo- you big mentioned 12. Florida State, uh, the Big Twelve. Um, mm-hmm. Well, okay, the Big Twelve. I think TC. I understand Max is not coming back. I think TCU's pretty loaded though, and I love what Sonny Dykes does across the board. Like I think they're going to be a really good team again. I could not agree more. And here's my thing. I'm going to probably get blasted for this. I think they upgraded an offensive coordinator. I think Bryles is a better yeah. offensive coordinator than Garrett Riley. Now, listen, what Garrett Riley did last year, because you go back and look at the numbers, everybody talks about Duggan and Johnston. They had a running back run the ball for, I think, 1,600 yards. I know. They ran the ball. But what Bryles does is he's more he's more creative in the run game, and that's what they're going to need because here's the deal with TCU. They're going to get everybody's best shot now. You know, like, they, you know, you go there, home games are going to be tougher. You go on the road, those crowds are going to be more amped up, seeing that the pedestal that they put themselves on. I, I give them all the credit. And that, and that's why, you know, we did a thing on game day at the end of the year last year where it was uh, biggest moment of the season. I thought it was the field goal at Baylor. Oh, because if, if that doesn't happen, they're not. They don't even make sniff the playoffs. I, I was in Dallas for a wedding with with my son uh, and all of his TCU friends at a bar watching it. That was a phenomenal football game. By the way, I had Baylor for the limit that day. <laughs> cover, cover, <laughs> cover. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, but, but going back to that, I love Sonny Dykes. Yeah. The schedule is a little tricky. Um, you know what they, is what is it? I haven't looked at uh, the road game. The road games are where who you would want at home. That's that's like what I, at, uh, at Oklahoma. They're at Oklahoma. Yeah. By the way, they're at Oklahoma season finale. Yes. For them, um, they are at Houston. They are. Uh, they got Texas at home. They got Baylor at home. Mm-hmm. At K State. Yep. That's yeah. That's the one. You know. You know. In the rematch last sure. year, uh, and how close that game was with Kansas State losing two quarterbacks. Uh, in that game at Fort Worth. Right. But no, I, I think TCU is the wild card to me because everybody loves, and I, I do too, what McGuire's done at Texas Tech. They are going to be legit. Their schedule, I think, lines up better than TCU's. And we haven't even mentioned Oklahoma and Texas. Here's what I'll say for, for the gamble. Well, everybody's people. excited about Texas. And I, and I am too. I think Sark's the best play caller in the sport. And now you talk about Locke showing what he has proven depth-wise. Sark has a chance now. Now he's got those big bodies that he recruited two years ago that need to come in because say what you want, a trip to Tuscaloosa in week two is going to put, you know, 
a, a, a bust in your system for the next coming weeks? How are you going to rebound from that? Because what happened last year? Texas loses Ewers. They lose to Bama in the last seconds. They go to Lubbock the next week and lose in a, in a brutal overtime loss, and Bijan fumbles the ball in the fourth quarter trying to run the game out. For the gamble people out there, I would rather bet Texas to win the Big 12 than their season win total. And it's just because of the Bama game. Right. And now you got a little slip up. I, I, you know, we don't have everybody playing each other in the conference. Right. You know, but I, I, I think those the new teams are going to have a really, really tough time. I, I think Houston is in for a long season. But again, Texas proven now with the depth. I like them over the course of the year, knowing that they could still win the conference in nine and three. You know, or yeah. you know, you just you got to get in that title game. Is yours uh, going to be the third quarterback picked? Oof. After May and, and Caleb, mm, I don't know. I've seen him mock to Washington a bunch, like as the ninth or tenth pick. I I love what I've seen from him this off season. Uh, he's taken full responsibility for you know how nonchalant he was uh, last year. I think he grew up a lot in the Bama game because they win that game if he doesn't get hurt. I I am solely sold on that. He cut the mullet, all the BS. Uh, the footwork is was the issue. It looks like he's tightened some things up there, just looking at uh, spring ball and, and workouts that I've seen. So there's a lot on his plate, and he's going to get a chance to prove it, man, week two in Tuscaloosa. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not a – Do you like May or Williams, one overall? Williams. Yeah. But I love May, too. I do, too. I, I, I love him. Uh, I wonder about the cast he has this year, knowing how good Downs was – for him this year, I do think he's got uh, better tight ends. But again, same thing that Howell had there. That system is brutal on quarterbacks, brutal because a lot of times you're getting free runners. And we we showed you know Sam really liked to run the last year because he knew he had a better chance to outrun a guy that was rushing at him. In uh, May, you talked to coaches there like week two last year, I think it was. He tried hurdling somebody, and they were like, "You got to you got to cut that out." Uh, so I, I he, he's everything you want. Um, in a quarterback, and I think he's got a great chance to jumpstart things in a week one game against an SEC school who I think is going to be a little down this year. Uh, but, you know, so what are you saying? Ewers or Penix? South Carolina, right? Yeah, South yeah. Carolina and Charlotte. Are you um, saying Ewers or Penix? Yeah. That, I mean, I think that's pretty much the consensus, the, along with May and, and Williams, in terms of the four that would get picked. Yeah. And then, you know, where is, um, you know, Wake Forest, Notre Dame? Quarterback uh, Hartman. Where where is is Hartman uh, a first nah, round possibility? I don't think so. Yeah, but he could have a darn good season for right. Notre Dame. I'll tell yeah. you that. That's that's a great get by them. All right, more coming up with Steve right after these words from a few of our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's early. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And I'll probably have you on right before week one so we can uh, see what you, who you like. But just have you formulated in your mind uh, a Final Four already? The problem I have is the Pac-12. They have three, four teams that are good enough to do it. I just worry about the record. That conference winner could have three losses. Yeah. You know, uh, Utah, tricky game early on. They go to Baylor. I don't know what Baylor. They got the rematch be. with Florida in week yeah, one, right? That, I'll take the home team in that. Yeah. One. That's that's going to be. I think that was one of the best games of the year last year. Phenomenal. Uh, they get key, the guy, best player I thought on the field besides Richardson in that game. I thought was a tight end that went down. Keithy, he's back for Utah this year. And then what happened um, was Kincaid took over for Utah and had a monster season, and now he's going to be a big target for the Bills. So I I don't think a Pac-12 team makes it. Okay. And I don't see how we're not going to have three from the SEC. Right. You know, so I could see Bama and Georgia making it. Uh Michigan or Ohio State or Penn State? Yep. Uh, which one? Michigan, third straight year. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then, yeah. I. Th- it, it's not Clemson. No. No, I, I was going to say Florida State. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that- Florida State or Texas, those are two really tough teams to trust right now because right. it's been so long and everybody wants them. That Everything's so much better when those two teams are involved. So I, I'll say Florida State. I don't I don't love it right now. I, I do want to see uh, something. I'll tell you what, I'll feel a lot better after week one. Yeah, that's the game of week one, which will be where you we hate finish up. hate it's not Saturday. Uh, well, no, I don't hate that it's not Saturday. In fact, I love that it's you know in that isolated Sunday night spot. Mm. Um, the the memorial the uh, Labor Day night game is terrible. It's like Clemson and Duke, I think. No, oh Monday night, yeah, yeah. Um, the whole week one sucks this year. It's a uh, lot. It's it, we, a lot. We really don't have like uh, you know, but we do get get better games in September. I know that. Um, you know, but Florida, like the Florida Utah rematch, Thursday. is a Thursday night game. Uh, Friday night, there's not one good game. Uh, this this is one of Sunday my favorite after- sports weekends yeah. of right. the year. Um, Sunday afternoon, Rutgers Northwestern. You fire up for well, that one? F- first of all, Saturday afternoon. I mean, I have no idea. Is, is UVA supposed to be any good? No. Yeah, okay. So Maryland plays them week three. Yeah, Friday I night. Mean, everybody's going to want to watch Dion's debut uh, at, at TCU, but they suck. <laughs> um they do, right? Uh, Colorado stinks. Your 330 games, all right? Your 330 games are Ohio State, Indiana, mm. um, Rice and Texas. Mm. It's You got nothing at 330. And then at night, you get UNC, 
South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, that's not anything to, to – West Virginia, you get a backyard brawl game yep. in the opener. West Virginia at Penn State. I have no idea. Is West Virginia supposed to be any good this year? Uh, I think it's going to be a tough uphill. I don't think they're the worst – now with the new teams, I don't think they're the worst team in the conference. That's they- the best game Saturday night. Yeah. Terrible week one. All right, that is it for part one of Stanford, Steve, the college football part. Uh, the Washington Commanders in the NFL part comes tomorrow. It is indeed Saturday night in Death Valley, and we welcome all of you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.